Today I have a guest by the name of Rachel Schaefer. Um, she's one of those uh, people that, you know when you meet somebody and you feel like you've known them all your life, and just by, you know, them saying hello on the phone, and you're just like, man, why does this person sound so familiar? Well, this is exactly how I feel about my next guest. She is Reiki master teacher, uh, chi healer, integrative coach, crystal therapist, past le life regressionist, and a musician, if I've covered that all. Is that correct, uh, Rachel? Yeah, you got it. It's a lot, I know. <laughs> I, I can go on and on, but then we only have a you know a half hour. So. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the On Call Empath Show. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the On Call Empath. I'd like to cover a few topics. Uh, I mean, you're the empath master here, and I'm so honored for you to be here. Um, you know, today I'd like to cover, you know, benefits of intuitive reading, uh, manifesting, how to manifest things, uh, challenges of being an empath, which is a big one. I get a lot from my audiences and then maybe like the stages of spiritual awakening the darkness the isolation the rebirth and the created self so all that's going to be in this episode so you guys to make sure you tune in uh so rachel i'm going to let you talk about yourself and how you doing today oh thank you i'm doing i'm doing really well i'm <laughs> so honored to be on your podcast thanks so much for inviting me raj yes and yeah, I felt the same way when we connected. I felt like I had met a long lost friend, someone I had known before. So you immediately put me at ease and made me feel so comfortable. So I, I'm really grateful for that. That means so much to me. And like I said, I mean, all joking aside, when you meet somebody uh, that you've never met and, you know, that feeling you get, and I'm talking to the empaths out there, the highly sensitive, when you meet somebody, you don't have to put on any show, you're just your authentic self. Well, that's exactly how I felt when I actually reached out to Rachel. Like, I've never met her. I saw her, like, on, I think it was your Instagram, and I'm like, I'm drawing to this person. I'm going to I'm gonna contact them, and it just clicked for me. So, so thank you for being on the show today. Yeah, thank you. All right, so I'm just going to dive right in. I know when we did speak... Um, you know, you you had actually gone through some some trauma. Now, trauma could come in different forms, and I know this podcast is about empaths and trauma trauma. And but the trauma that you were describing to me, um, I want you to kind of describe that to maybe some of the listeners because trauma can be more than just physical. Um, it can be like emotional, and that story you had. Uh, unfolded to me about being blindfolded when you were a child. Can you explain that and how that traumatized you and, and how that's actually considered trauma? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was, um, well, you know, first of all, trauma, sometimes we, we think of it as an event, right. Or something that happened to us. And sometimes that's, uh, that can be true, but trauma is actually a response of the nervous system, right? Our, our response to, an event or, um, and sometimes, uh, we can inherit it, right. We can inherit those patterns. So, um, 
something that I had gone through at nine years old was I was bitten by a dog and the hospital wasn't open. So we went to the emergency room and uh, I was uh, taken to, I was just put on the hospital bed and blindfolded and uh, actually uh, strapped down so I couldn't move. And, and just felt like a needle going in my, in my chin. And I, and nothing was really explained to me. They weren't really telling me why or what, what was happening. So I, I guess I, I didn't really understand how much that really traumatized my system until, um, recently. I mean, I knew that that was probably not, um, the best situation for me to build trust with strangers, but uh, I was actually exploring um, Akashic Record reading and going into my Akashic Record, and I was shown that event and uh, kind of, um, what is it, uh, I was in my body in the memories, um, so I was associated in, and I was like, why are you showing me this, why am I reliving this, and it it was to release the trauma, so um, I was like, oh, okay. And it had an amazing effect <laughs> to release that. So, how many years ago did this happen, and does it affect you today? I was nine, so yeah, a long time ago, decades ago. <laughs> and that's the thing, you know. There's always something, especially with empaths. There, you know, there is one life event that happens, and you know, sometimes when for me, I mean. You know, I had all types of trauma, um, but then once once I had that, I started getting these these abilities, you know, and and uh, coping mechanisms, hyper vigilant, you know, always um, kind of looking around my surroundings. Um, so that's what trauma would do. So did you get over it? Um, I think I ha I was already living some of the patterning you might see in someone who's managing trauma responses. I was already, um, I already had like dissociative patterns and, uh, overstimulation, overwhelm of the nervous system. Um, I think hypervigilance and, um, different other different, like other orientations that, um, were compounded because I do believe I also inherited this adaptation which um, being an empath uh, is an, is an adaptation, right. Of, you know, times that were really uh, intense, extreme, um, like, like war. Right. Um, and we had to be hyper aware, hyper vigilant, predict what was going to happen. And when we, tr when we have that, sort of that ability or um let's call it an adaptation during times of uh like mu the mundane then it, it it's not really that helpful it can actually be very overwhelming yes especially for the hsps that are listening right now anybody that's going through trauma you know and and you're listening to this this podcast i mean uh i i feel like this is an you know, a common response. Um, I mean, do you agree with that? Like th that in order for us as children growing up with trauma, we had to find ways to cope and, 
it leads to maybe I don't know codependency, um, relationship issues, anxiety, um, all kinds of elements. Correct. I think so. Yeah, I think oftentimes when we are in a family system where a caregiver it has um, extreme up and extremes ups ups sorry extreme ups and downs emotionally, mm-hmm. and it's very unpredictable. Um, we might have have the need to tune in, right? Attune to them and come out of ourselves, come out of our own needs, come out of our own uh, bodies, right? That's why a lot of the work is about embodiment um, and, and coming back to our own natural rhythms and attuning to ourselves again. And it's interesting you say that because I know um, it doesn't matter what age, gender you are. Um, there are a lot of people that are stuck in the darkness period. Um, and this is where you're in despair, confusion, frustrated all the time. And and I'm, I was there too, like, and I was there for a, a many years. Um, and then the next, I mean, there's four stages in a spiritual awakening, which the reason I'm bringing this up is because I've had a lot of guests on this podcast who have gone through this darkness period. And I don't know if you have to have this darkness to, in order to get to this, um, you know, to the final four stages, which is uh, darkness, isolation, rebirth, and then created self. So in order to go those stages, I would imagine that you would have to go hit rock bottom of some sort through the darkness period, be in isolation so you can kind of reflect. And, uh, you know, some people go through some sort of awakening to a rebirth and then they get their trauma you know, unresolved trauma into light and something shifts and then they become, you know, self-created and awareness comes and a lot of them become coaches. And it looks like, I mean, from, from what you're doing and all the people that you've helped, it looks like you've been through those stages. And I was wondering if you can kind of explain what the final step and how you went through those stages in order to get to that shift or that awakening that people talk about on the show. Uh, I, you know, I'm still, I'm still navigating too, right? I'm still navigating some dark. It's so if you feel called to help others and um, support others in their healing process, that doesn't mean you, ha- your healing has completed, right? You are finished. Graduating. <laughs> I don't think that ever happens. <laughs> I think we're always navigating, but I have to say that. Um, and I think what you're referencing is, a meme I had shared on my Instagram from another yes. account that I really, really resonated with. I, I do that often. Very, very good memory, by the way, because I randomly picked that one. I didn't <laughs> think you would recognize I stole that from you, but it was so, it was so powerful. I'm like, I'm going to ask her that, this on her on my show. <laughs> I really loved the the words used and the stages. Yeah, and I don't think it's you know I think there's overlap. I don't think that well, the darkness is over. Here I am, created self. I think that we have stages of darkness. I think we have stages of cocooning, right, as we heal. Um, And I think for me, really sort of learning how what I'm doing and the awareness that some of the ways I show up and behave are just a trauma response. And I say just because (laughs) sometimes we over-identify with that and think, it's who we are. Um, I, I even think 
you know, my path of learning what an empath is, I'm happy it happened the way it was. I was already experiencing the symptoms and uh, very sensitive to my energy field that created a lot of fear for me because it wasn't explained. It's not something we're educated on. And when I uh, found out I was an empath um, and that was the name for it, um, for a long time, I think I put that label on. And I think anytime we label ourselves, it's kind of giving the unconscious mind, the subconscious mind, some might say, a directive to give me these experiences, continue to give me these limited experiences. And I feel like what we can do is empower ourselves to know that, sure, this might be a temperament or a starting point, but we have a lot of power here. Um, we can heal and we have the privilege to heal, right? Because, because there are a lot of people that are navigating trauma response, but they're still in dangerous places where they are in danger. And for us, you know, for many of us, uh, we're, that's just, that's something that's kind of um, an automated response of our nervous system now, but it's not real. Like we can heal it, right? We can navigate um, and heal ourselves so that we can orient to a different, in a different way. And I know you mentioned nervous system and, for many people um, that have been through trauma, their nervous nervous systems get out of whack. Sometimes they have panic disorder, anxiety. Um, for some, including myself, uh, I've had physical pain in my back. And then from there, it moved to my head, to in migraines, and then shoulder pain. So it seems like my body's trying to tell me something and protect me from possibly re repressed emotions from trauma, from past trauma. Um, what do you have to say about mind-body and how real is it that somebody could automatically start having pain without having any accident? How do you explain that? Uh, I mean, I, there's not just one explanation, but um, get really getting to the source of it. Sometimes um, pain that we perceive in the body is stored emotion. Um, things that have not been expressed, things that have not been digested, they show up. And back would probably indicate to me feelings of lack of support, right? Things like that. Um, and, or, you know, it could be an empathic transmission if you're a physical empath. And I've had that experience as well, where I might be around someone who has pain in their knee. And then the next day I have pain in my knee, but nothing happened. I wasn't injured. <laughs> um, and when that happens, um, it gets tricky because you're not going to be diagnosed with anything. No tests right. results are going to come back as anything's wrong. You're going to be exactly. all crazy, maybe even. <laughs> worst case it's another scenario. podcast in itself. Right, right. And for me, what's been the most supportive in those situations are work is working with crystals. Um, uh, primarily selenite for those instances of moving pain out of my body. That's not, not really mine to carry and same with emotions. There are emotional empaths, right? So we might take on emotions, um, thoughts, agendas, life purpose, right? We might mix it up as empaths. So 
the more you can um, sort of embody and discover who you really are, your true self, and um, and own that, uh, that's the path, so right? I'm going to throw a little curveball at you. Um, since you've you've helped so many people and you're you're really good at what you do from what i've saw um thank you if if you can name like the three top challenges for empaths especially for all the listeners out there what would be the three things that that you can say that you keep seeing over and over among the empaths out there what are the biggest struggles for them like when they come to you um, many times it's, um, overstimulation and symptoms of that, right? Um, it, it's also relationship dynamics, struggling with maintaining self and relationship, um, close intimate relationship, um, managing, managing the coping behaviors. Yes. And that, that does resonate with me personally. And I mean, you're trained in so many different areas. I, you know, I, I don't want to go over all of them because there's so many. But if you can just break down, like somebody coming to you with, um, with those three main things that you just mentioned, would you lean more towards crystal like therapy, or maybe do hypnosis, or maybe look at their past life regression? How would you actually even start by treating somebody? Um, as far as like helping and coaching them? Yeah. I, you know, the way I've been working is because I have so many tools in the toolbox. Um, I might see, I might listen to the language of the client and sometimes it naturally goes into parts therapy because they're, they're describing a part. So I might go right into talking about how, Oh, okay. So this part that you're describing, right. Um, which brings in distancing language so that they can unblend from this activated part that they think is who they are, but it's really just this coping, right. This coping mechanism. And that's based on my internal family systems training. Um, I might go into a deep meditation right? Say they're more comfortable just going really deep and not really having a conversation about it. Um, I might take them on a wise advocate journey where they <laughs> meet a personification of their subconscious that has the answer, right? Something like that. So um, it's really, it is uh, very intuitive. I'm, I feel it out. Um, and then some people come in and they know exactly what they want. And we do that. There's there's definitely some benefit there. I know, like I've had people um, reach out to me about you know being in a in a in a house um, that may have negative energy, so they'll put like you know things like crystals in their rooms. Um, and so there's there's all kinds of ways you know, and I don't think there's a right approach for every person. I think it it could be individual, like based on the person. I think one of the things that I wanted to ask you since I have you on my podcast uh, that I keep, you know, thinking about myself uh, is manifestation um, and making things a reality. I know we hear it a lot in the in the media, you know, law of attraction, if you think about it, if you, you know, just visualize it, but it's not that easy. Um, 
how would you go about raising your energy and manifesting certain things to yourself? Um, and I know it's a little complex, and um, but if you can just kind of give us a little bit of, uh, you know, background or just explain a little bit more on manifestation. Yeah, I, you know, I can, I can explain a lot from doing the wrong thing, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we learn by contrast a lot of the times, right? So I did the wrong thing for a very long time. Um, <laughs> and it was, uh, you know, trying to find the right strategy by, you know, always seeking the next, the next training or the next class. I was always seeking the next bit of information that would put it all together for me. I was a seeker and there's still part of me that is, I love learning. Um, but I think when I started working with a mentor around, and I think we all need a mentor, <laughs> either someone we're modeling who, you know, outside of us, who's already found the way or, um, someone we work with one-on-one who has found the way and can t show us the way, show us a strategy. Um, I work with a mentor around manifestation. Um, and what we do is we create a vortex. And um, I've also been starting to help clients do this as well. Building a vortex for your business or um, creative idea or whatever it is. And allowing that vortex to support you be a companion. Um, and my, my, um, my mentor's business is body attune. So, um, you can check out her work there. It's, it's really incredible for manifestation. It's, and it helps you along the way on the process. It gives you action steps to do daily, even if it feels indirect. But I have to say, when I was tuning up my vortex, I got an email from the on-call empath for to be on the <laughs> podcast for a message. <laughs> so, Gosh, <laughs> it's quite incredible. But so special. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for uh, hearing the signal oh. and following it. Um, and also, I have to say something else I've learned along the way is your state is everything. State is even more important than strategy, because if you can get yourself into a resourceful state um, or, you know, already feel the happiness you're seeking right? Cause it's there. It's accessible. Feel the joy, feel the connection, feel the harmony. If you can already, if you can go there because it's there, it's accessible within you. You've been there before. Um, and hypnosis teaches us that, that we have control, you know, we can turn up the volume there. Um, if you do a priming ritual to get yourself into this state every day, um, that will guide you. You'll find a way to get things done, even when there seems to be a big block or obstacle in the way. So um, those are the things I, I think, like find a mentor that's already done it, follow their, you know, example, work on and one with a coach or somebody that can guide you in the process. So someone that can believe in you too, see the vision for you. And also make sure you're getting yourself into peak state as much as I learned that from Tony Robbins. I'm not going to take credit for that one. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. It, that t totally makes sense. Um, you cleared up a lot of questions. I hope the empaths out there got some great value from Rachel. Um, I am so glad that you were on this podcast. I, I just knew right at Hello, like we connected. I You were like a long lost friend, maybe from another 
lifetime. I don't know what it was, but I felt an instant connection. I did too. So weird. I mean, I know like a lot of the empaths that are out there like, yep, I have somebody. But the funny thing is I can never keep them in my life long time. They always come for a short amount. They do their work and then they're gone. So don't go anywhere. I'm going to I'm going to, you know, make sure I have your contact information. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> it, it just always works out that way. It's like, man, I I find one of my tribe members and then they're gone. Make sure to stay in touch for sure. And you're always welcome back. You just, I mean, I wanted to bring you on. You you definitely understand the concept of empaths and that's what you do for a living and, and you're very good at it. So um, before we leave, I do want to ask you, how can we find you on social media? Um, if you can please share that with the audience. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, you can find me on Instagram, urban underscore empath. Um, I'm Urban Empath on Facebook and YouTube. I have a lot of videos um, supporting your path there. Um, and I started sort of an empath podcast called Empath Entertainment. That's really new. And mm. Entertainment with an extra R. So it's a combination of entertainment and entrainment because we're so good at entraining our energy fields. And I wanted it to be a little bit lighthearted because I think that's really needed right now. The empath journey can be so heavy. <laughs> Training, yeah, exactly. We need to laugh a little bit. And meet people that meet our vibration. And like I said, I can relax, I can be myself. And, and that's you're one of those people. So I just want to th- let you know that. <laughs> Thank you. I feel the same way about you. So that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on this podcast. Um, it was a pleasure. And you guys um, stay tuned for the next episode. I have a lot more guests coming up this season. You definitely want to tune in. If you can please go to the Apple iTunes, uh, hook me up with a review, let me know how I'm doing. It helps me out a lot. In the meantime, stay tuned for the next episode. And we are out. You're listening to the on-call and